Good morning. Our scripture reading from Isaiah is a great love song, a top 40 hit for sure, played at proms and weddings all over the land. Listen to these opening lyrics. I will sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard. That's universal, right? Everyone wants to fall in love with someone who owns a vineyard, land, money, abundant wine. But this is not that song. Like any love song that starts off sweet, only to end in heartache and betrayal, here we are. The song of young love that faded too soon the song of that friendship that dissolved, the song of that fantastic first date that ended in ghosting, that longed-for connection severed. The love, the romance, the friendship, the relationship that could have been, that almost was, but then wasn't. As we have seen throughout this summer with the prophets, this relationship is an allegory, a metaphor for the relationship between God and the people of Israel. And if we stretch our imaginations just a tad, the relationship between God and us. It is as though God had a vineyard, a vineyard that God loved. Isaiah speaks of devotion and tender care, the way that some of our gardeners tend to tomato and hot pepper plants, the way I've been watching my basil and mint plants this summer, or my prized queen of the night plant, that when it blooms, blooms only for one night, and right now, I'm happy to tell you, has three buds on it. Maybe you also have a small garden or a house plant that you love and water and maybe talk to. I will confess that I nearly drowned many of my house plants when we moved because I transported them in a large tub. They were the last thing to come into the parsonage and so they sat outside for a night. And you might recall that there was basically a monsoon that evening. My African violets, which do not like to get wet, were not happy with me at all. But we're better now. So, but back to these grapes and wine and God. For us, when we think about vineyards, we think about beautiful places out in the country where you might go on a lovely weekend afternoon to enjoy wine tasting and a picnic or maybe a rustic wedding. If you head just about an hour or so west of here, you find many beautiful vineyards. Once upon a time, I served a three-point charge in Rappahannock County, which is just below Front Royal, and I would circuit ride on a Sunday morning to three different little churches. And as I drove from Flint Hill to Huntley to Sperryville, I would drive by multiple vineyards. The sight of grape-laden vines was inescapable. Wine is a luxury, something many of us enjoy very much. 
And you might disagree with me here, especially after a stressful day, but wine is not anything that we need. Because we have lots of choices. We have clean drinking water right in our own kitchens. We have all kinds of other beverages and juices and sparkling water and sodas and teas. So many choices. But back in biblical times, wine was like sweet tea in the South. It's just what you drank. When you couldn't drink the water or the water wasn't clean and fresh, wine was a much safer, more ordinary option. So God plants a vineyard, and we are the vines, planted with such tender care to produce the fruit of ripe grapes. So the prophet Isaiah presents us with this love song, a song of romantic love or deep friendship. And just as we expect this ballad to continue with its sweet praise, with its tender gratitude, there's a tempo change and a minor key. Instead of rich, ripe grapes, ready to be pressed into fine wine, we find that our grapes instead are wild and rotten. A total waste of what could have been. And God vows to rip us all up and cast us away. Offers us no rain for our dry soil. God had hoped for justice in this land, but found bloodshed instead. God had hoped for righteousness among the people, but heard cries of injustice in its place. What more could I do? Asks God. This is not unlike the prophet Amos's vision of the ripe summer fruit that turned out to be rotten at its core, nor is it unlike Hosea's great disappointment in his unfaithful wife. God had taken such good care with this vineyard, had dug it out and cleared the land and planted the best vines, built a watchtower. What do you do when your carefully laid plans do not yield the results that you were hoping for? That any of us in the middle of a big project or report or relationship or daily living could just decide, what if I just stop right now? What if I take a different route? What if I go back to bed? What if I take my ball and go home? What if I dig this all up and start over or delete all of my words or just crumple this paper? These passages remind us that the God who creates can also long to destroy. The God who plants can also rip up. In Isaiah, God laments of our failures as a people. God Almighty, all-powerful, has to be all things, has to be a balance, not just nice and loving and merciful all of the time, but also brings us a hard and uncomfortable word of truth, like a sword, and we hope to not be on the pointy end. Sometimes it seems like all of our systems and ways of doing things are falling apart failing to work as they once did. We see all of the drama and violence, the bad power struggles, 
the fear and uncertainty. And it's scary. Perhaps we can see that certain things will not last, that certain structures or ways of doing things will no longer be effective. Because we have changed, people have changed, society has changed. And so sometimes everything must change. And that's difficult. It's difficult to change, to overhaul old thought patterns. It takes hard work and time and sacrifice of what is comfortable and known and familiar and predictable. To do things like dismantle oppressive systems, to fight for justice and equality, to change the world for the better, to make that vineyard beautiful again. We don't always know what that means exactly or what it looks like or what to do to find our way forward. But we know that we must account for ourselves, what we have done or failed to do. Psalm 80 references this passage in Isaiah. It gives us a song of hope to sing instead, especially when we're pretty sure we've ruined God's vineyard. Here are the words of the psalmist. Restore us, O God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it. It took deep root and filled the land. The mountains were covered with its shade, the mighty cedars with its branches. It sent out its branches to the sea and its shoots to the river. Why then have you broken down its walls so that all who pass along the way pluck its fruit? Turn again, O God of hosts. Look down from heaven and see have regard for this vine. Then we will never turn back from you. Give us life, and we will call on your name. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts. Let your face shine, that we may be saved. This informs and reminds us that we have many opportunities to produce good fruit, to practice righteousness and justice in our daily lives and ordinary decisions, that our assurance of our Creator's love, our salvation in Christ, and the promise of the Holy Spirit infuse us with this sense of ethical responsibility toward others. In our highly individualistic culture, it's a good reminder that others matter, that our beliefs should not automatically influence the rights of others, that our actions impact others. It's not just us and our Jesus. In our consumeristic culture, what we buy matters, not just as a style or money choice, but of who made this and sold this and drove this. That impacts the lives of other people and the environment of the vineyard. Our beloved friend planted a vineyard. God created the world, hung the stars in the sky, and dug out valleys, formed us out of clay in the divine image, 
and in sadness and frustration and disappointment, sometimes imagines tearing it all down, even though we human beings have done a pretty good job of that ourselves. We know, though, that God wants nothing more than to restore us, to reconcile us, to save us, to redeem us. But God needs us, our willingness and our participation to work with God in the vineyard. Amen. <laughs>